Hi, my name is LJ Moraes and I'm the host and creator of Black Lives Matter, a new UK podcast and platform for black voices to be heard and uplifted. Welcome back to part two of BLN Live at the Bush Theatre. We followed a breathtaking interview with equally emotive live performances of spoken word by Delilah, Florence, Tiana and me with stunning musical renditions by our resident singers, Leela and Amaziah Rose. Enjoy. Amaziah performed at the very first BLN Live, and she's back. She is a BLN Live resident, so let's welcome the Queen back to the stage. Give it up for Amaziah Rose. I want to share a song with you called What Hurts You So Much. And I wrote this song some years ago. Um, but you know that hurt people hurt people? And this is why I wrote this song. Healing. 
can understand how you can feel this way Given your version of the truth There's nobody bigger than the God that I serve I'm living proof Thank you so much. Um, the next song I'm gonna do for you, it's a song you all know, but I put a little twist on it. It was done by Sarah Vaughan in 1949. And um, it was a, a stereotype that, you know, a woman stayed at home in the kitchen and, you know, the man could go out a loving. And so I'm gonna give you my version of black coffee. Cigarette, cigarette, 
Delilah is coming to the stage. Uh, she's incredible, powerful, um, and I love like the comedy in this poem that like, has such meaning as well. Um, so yeah, let's give it up. Let's welcome to the stage, Delilah. introduction thank you for that feels so special <laughs> okay so the piece that I'm going to do is called tits and um, this is a true story I met a woman she said what should I call you to my daughter I said what do you mean she said I want to tell my daughter I met a beautiful vibrant young woman well thank you I said but you see, she replied, you're beautiful because your, your hair, your skin, if you were white, it wouldn't be the same thing. So I want to know how to describe you. What should I call you to my daughter? Me? I said, a sweat of knowing dread glancing across my oh-so-importantly chai latte-coloured forehead. She then went on to talk about mixed-race babies. Yeah, that old nugget. Because they've got such lovely hair and all that natural-born flair. What is often misunderstood is that perceived celebration is still a degradation of the self of the whole. When you exoticize a single facet because people are not there to be watched like cattle, be it seen as beauty or dirt, and asserting your validity outside of the entity that society packages you in is vital. Not only for your own sanity, but for the wealth and worth of humanity to be true, to not be held or diminished to one of your many labels, be it being black or being trans or being a woman or a smart woman or a large woman or a family woman or a mad woman. Trust me, the more mad we seem, it's because we have something to be mad at. What should I call you to my daughter? Your poor, poor daughter. You said that she's only two. She lives to hear these descriptions through you and she grows up in a world where she's objectified before she can even tie her own shoes. So I thought, lady, well, what about you? How should I describe you? You got great tits. <laughs> 
So you, as a human being, wouldn't be as valuable if it weren't for this. I want to tell my friends, I met this woman, and I need to know how to in-depth describe your tits. I'll place all your value in your tits. You see this? Yeah, it doesn't quite sit, does it? When I compare your value to others based on a single asset, because beauty lies within, it's the whole of us. We are a medley of a menagerie, and your eerie picking apart starts a war inside. When you enable the cradle of any label, it's a cable to wrap around your throat used as a fable at the dinner table. That friend who's XYZ, and while I'm a mixed race bisexual who's a woman and disabled, so if you go down that road, that choke cable is gonna look like fucking cat's cradle as it weaves through my fingers and lingers down to each person on a possible breadline. Like a grandmother arthritically teaching her children how to craft her pain and anxiety as the kids unknowingly turn it into a playground art. Whether I'm Asian, queer, a guy who's been abused, a girl who's confused or a child who got used in a way they should have never known. If I let a single piece of me define me, I am never my own. I am the story that you define me to be. And if I'm not mistaken, that pain is going to be fatal as you pick apart the pieces of me until there's nothing left to dissect. So please, Tits McGee, what do you think you should call me? I am about to um, read a piece from a piece of work that I've been writing um, for about three or four years, and it's about trauma and the brain, and it's called Hypervigilance 1973. I was born in Berlin in the year of 1973. In 1973, the UK entered the European Union. Nixon announces the end of the and Vietnam War. And bring peace with honor in Vietnam. It is the year of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon and Bob Marley's Legend. Of it is the year a young Queen Elizabeth opens London Bridge. It is nine informal complaints made about Jimmy Savile at Stoke Mandeville Hospital. Nine. It is 1973 and after 11 years of legal action for the survivors of thalidomide ends, compensation of 20 million pounds is paid out. It is the year the IRA bombed Whitehall, the Old Bailey, King's Cross, Manchester, Victoria and Euston stations. The year 300 children attacked British Army troops in Derry, Northern Ireland. It is the year women were admitted into the London Stock Exchange for the first time. The year that saw the battle of the sexes taking place on a tennis court. And that battle being won by a woman. Harvey Weinstein drops out of school and starts running a beat-up movie theatre in Buffalo. Two Pakistanis were shot dead by police in London after being spotted with pistols. Those pistols were later found to be fake. Donald Trump made the front page of New York Times after the Department of Justice brought federal suit in court. The headline read, Major Landlord Accused of Anti-Black Bias in the City. With Pride Week in full swing, the first major LGBT event in Canada was held. Stop all the clocks. 
Cut off the telephones. Prevent the dog from barking. This is the year Pablo Picasso, W.H. Auden, Bruce Lee, Sister Rosetta Sharp and Ziggy Stardust died. It's also three years before Maya writes, Still I Rise. In 1973, Trevor McDonald was made the first black British newsreader. It is the year, Cool Herc gave birth to hip hop. It's also the year my mother gave birth to me. My father was a young black Caribbean immigrant in the British Army. My mother, a young white witch born in the country with a hillbilly family. The bombs that went off in the minefield of racial integration in 1973 rippled through the age of the daughter who became an amalgamation of both their traumas. When we're in a stressful situation, part of our limbic system called the amygdala sets off an alarm bell response to let us know we're in danger. When this happens, the brain floods with a hormone called cortisol, so the body knows that something needs to be done. If a person is exposed to a highly stressful or traumatic event, or they have continual exposure to stressful events, their alarm system might become overactive. It might be always switched on, as if there was a risk of danger or threat at all times. The brain is a curious thing. It's an instrument that guides us, protects us, and sometimes it sends us messages that aren't true. We're all a product of our brains, and our brains are developed unhurt, if we're lucky in the first 10 years of our lives. So what happens in those formative years is really fucking important to how our brain works. And what happens if early childhood trauma occurs because we are poor or black or female or queer or disabled or part of a system that's trying to fuck some of us over? Or you are the offspring of two parents with so much inherited trauma that it makes your brain want to explode. This is the story of a brain exploding. It's not just my brain, it's your brain. It's not just my trauma, it's your trauma. Take it. Take it back. Take back your shame along with your pain. It's not mine. It's yours. I didn't create it. You did. Took your trauma, turned it into negative drama, dumped it on me. Then you decide to blame me. to be blamed when it's your shame you've created it you've turned your trauma into negative drama 
process. All it caused, it inflicted pain. There was no purpose. Combined with fear, adding to the pain, causing catastrophic consequences. Because of your shame. Take it. It's not mine. I will not claim it and I refuse to carry it. survivor I'm like a tree like a tree that has survived earthquakes bombings and atomic blastings I have survived your malicious blastings mm Yes, I am a survivor. I'm a lioness, beautiful and bold, like the queen I am. I am the king's daughter, someone's mother, someone's sister, someone's child. I endure the pain of menstruation, the pain of childbearing, labor, part of living I endure. I've undergone the torment of your physical and psychological battering. But like the soft coral of the ocean, I am able to disable your acidic pH levels. Because I am a survivor. Take back your pain and take back your shame. I feel your problem. I'm me no want it. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Me not claim me. Me not want it. I know for me. Take back your problem. Take back your shame and take back your pain. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Take back your shame.
So how you want to blame me when I fear shame? Mm-hmm. You want to come mm-hmm. throw down your dirty pain upon me? Mm-hmm. I don't mind shame. Mm-hmm. I hear shame. So guess what? Take it back. Take it, put it upon your head, carry if you don't want to get help. Go. If you don't want to go to the survivor's part, then go and go take your shame and take it back, carry back, keep it. Take it back. Come with your bag of problem. Take your negative drama, turn it in a drama. One come dump it upon me. Me not take it. Me not own it. Me not claim it. Me not walk with it. Me not carry it. Say take it back. 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 Thank you, guys. <laughs> Woo, child. Take it back. Okay, so we're going to do an, uh, another little uh, open mic. So we're going um, to welcome to the stage Shiana, and she's going to do a little piece. I don't know what it is, but... It's going to be beautiful, just like you. Uh, welcome to the stage. Let's give it up for Tiana. Yeah, my name is Tiana. Um, this is a piece called Survivor. Can I really call myself a survivor when ever since I felt like something died inside? Like I'm dragging along my own ghost each step I take? Can I call myself a survivor when the battle hasn't ended? Still reliving the same fight in my mind, shaking and sweating through the night, hoping if I try hard enough, if I fight hard enough, maybe I could change the ending. But every replay, I'm just fighting and losing and fighting and losing. And then I wake up reminded of the defeat, reminded that I'm only existing in physical leftovers while mentally I'm somewhere else. Can I call myself a survivor when it happened more than once? made the same mistakes, drank too much, thought too little, trusted too hard. I never knew it was possible to die twice, yet still be able to breathe. Most days I'm wishing the breathing had stopped. When I look at my reflection, self-blame and self-hate bounces back at me, all confidence lost and replaced with anxiety. They tell us victims that it's not our fault, but Maybe they bite into you because you did something to look like their prey. Maybe you gave them the wrong idea. Maybe your no wasn't clear enough. They call us survivors when really they're just teaching us how to survive in this world full of predators while not telling the predators anything at all. Do not tell me this body is my home when anyone can force their key into me. How do I own this if it's me that gets blamed if someone else breaks in? constantly feeding us ways we could keep things under control when we're not the problem. And the sad thing is, I still comply to it. I still look in the mirror and think, 
maybe if I wear this, there's less chance of me getting assaulted. But the longer I comply, the longer this body is not mine, it is theirs. Should I have to exist in a body that apologizes for looking too tempting? Can you hear my body inviting you in louder than the shrieking fear in my eyes? I have a lot to say, but my mind keeps telling me to be silent and I will no longer be silent. I will write with the blood they left on me. I will speak with the screams that were trapped in my throat. I will push with the body that froze to cement. I will push until I run out of strength, until someone listens. And then I will call myself a survivor. Thank you. Please uh, welcome the incredible Leela to the stage for our finale, okay? And thank you so much for all your love.
song to anyone so um, congratulations everyone <laughs> ah so I've basically that song is just about my just mental well-being being a black woman you know the usual oppression and trauma but um I've only recently realized that I I write a lot about my mental health and I think like you were saying Ros about you know your outlet um, I've only just really realised that I, that is my thing. It's stupid because I've been singing and writing for most of my life and my stuff is pretty depressing, but it makes me feel good. So, um, thanks for that. And I uh, love you, LJ. LJ, I'll tell you what, this woman has always been there to just allow me to be really creative, like blessed days... You know, I never ever really got that opportunity in anything I ever really done. And LJ was just there to be like, just do what you want. But yeah, I, I just felt like it was such a great time in my life where I could really experiment. So thank you for, for just that platform. So yeah, just can I just have a round of applause for the beautiful LJ for literally putting everything together and just being amazing. Yes, you. <laughs> Next song is just called Reunion, so it's like a, what is this song? It's like, if I ever spoke to an ex again in a drunken, inappropriate place, um, yeah. Turn me up, Arif. Just, the, you know, and I need them to hear the bass. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's been a while. Hope you're good. Did you find out those things that I never could? I know it's awkward, but I'm glad to see your face again. The last time you were red, let's not reminisce on past. 
past times ago Cause you're married now and I'm still on my own But it's okay though Cause I've grown And I'm happy for the times I used to know That liquor sometimes Ooh, cry until my eyes run dry I like my cigarettes and weed sometimes But I get by I get by Do you mind if I Craft. Sounds too invasive, but I need to know Was it me or did you just decide to grow? Was I the rebound? Seems like I was Hurts to know that I would have never been enough I stand tall And I like to think I'm happy on my own I may need that I need sometimes Maybe cry until my eyes run dry I like my cigarettes and weed sometimes But I'm getting by I'm getting by The what is, the maybes, the arrogance, the daydreams, the begging, the pleading, the lying and deceiving It's shameful and foolish, but yeah, I feel to do this My mind, my pride, the way I feel inside I shouldn't have, I couldn't have been lying to myself I shouldn't have, I couldn't have I stumbled to find myself I may need that liquor sometimes Maybe crying to my eyes run dry I like my cigarettes and weed sometimes But I'm getting by Getting by Thank you so much. <laughs>